Next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the next the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, the next entire Rodi and MTX at nextentireusa.com. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. We introduce regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show every month and sometimes every week. The world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. Are you ready? It's the G-Dog Show with Wimby. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And well, I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, here we are on another Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time doing a roundtable recording. Now, don't get that confused by the from the day that we release because we, we release the episode on Wednesday, usually Wednesday morning. Uh, anything can happen. It can accidentally be released in, in the afternoon, but most of the time it's uh, Wednesday morning. So we record on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and we record this through a Zoom meeting. Anybody that's been through COVID you probably understand what a zoom meeting is <laughs> that's how we do this this episode every week so if i uh, don't think you you uh, have to not be part of the show you can be part of the show just join us at the zoom meeting 8 p.m central time and if you want to get the meeting information that is extremely simple we'll we'll actually come to your door and knock on it well in a in a sort of electronic way by getting you to sign up to our newsletter jeeptalkshow.com slash contact you go over there you you look you'll see a way to sign up for our newsletter and you'll get the information every week on who our guest is or what our questions are for the group and uh, we just have a good time talking about stuff here uh, on the uh, on the show and uh, yeah it's one of the things that we do we have uh, four episodes every week and uh, the roundtable is the one that we do record on tuesday and uh, publish on wednesday tonight we're going to be talking with uh, carrie carrie porter and uh, they have uh, she has spent some 16 years immersed in the jeep life uh, her and paul have owned well over 100 jeeps and spent many years wrenching together paul is the president of glass city crawlers and carrie is a three-time persis- participant in the rebel rally and together they host ladies garage day their most uh, recent endeavor is Discover 4x4 Adventures. You can find out more about Discover by uh, going to their website at discover4x4adventures.com. Carrie, thank you very much for being back with us again. I mean, I think we've done an interview and we've done a, a Q&A once before, haven't we? We have, we have. Um, usually my husband's with us, so... Um I don't get to talk quite nearly as much, so you might be in trouble tonight. Oh, no, we like that kind of trouble. Uh, too much talking <laughs> is not too much. All right, so uh, did you did you want to start with uh, the uh, Discover 4x4adventures.com, or did you want to just go straight to the Rebel uh, Rally stuff? Um, whatever you want to talk about. I mean, I don't mind talking about either one. All right, well, what do you think about uh, Prince Charles being king of England? All right. See so what I did there? To, uh, see what I did there? Yeah, I see. I see what you did there. <laughs> see, this is the uh, kind of abuse that you can expect to get as a re- reoccurring guest on the show. Because we know you. We, I'm in trouble. We can I'm abuse you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so, yeah. So tell us a little about Discover 4x4 Adventures. What do you do there? What is that? 
so Discover Four by Four Adventures. Um, we do adventure weekend trips. Um, usually they're about three or four days long. Um, they're four by four based. Um, most of them are in the state of Michigan. We have branched out and done uh, trips in some other states. Um, we're hoping to branch that out even more next year. Um, but Michigan uh, has over 3,000 miles of two tracks or off-road trails in the state alone. And um, we offer so many uh, outdoor uh, sports and activities that um, it's really our goal to be able to incorporate that, that all together. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys do this uh, all year long. I mean, you have uh, uh, off-road winter adventures too, don't you? We do, yeah. So we, um, our break is between Thanksgiving and the first weekend in February. We launch again um, to get back out on the trails. So we don't really give ourselves um, very much of a break. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's going to be a break or not because that's really going to be time for repairs. Um, our, our vehicles have... Uh, been put to the test this season so they, they're going to need a lot of love over those two months so is that just time to catch up some personal time or is it just too damn cold uh, during those months um it doesn't matter how cold it is it's just time well, to that's catch what i was up thinking and, and yeah. get some things done it's just taking yeah. a, taking a break during the uh, the fun time of the year yeah i can see that so uh do you still get jeep parts for uh for christmas yeah yeah we pretty <laughs> much um birthday christmas anniversary um, Sundays, Saturdays, like, you know, any reason to buy Jeep parts. Yeah, we, we, uh, we've fallen into that um, category of the addict, I think. So keep in mind, I'm a native Texan. I'm in uh, southeast Texas, been here all my life, and I've seen snow four times, any, any quantities of snow. I've seen it four times. So with that in mind, what's the most fun thing about wheeling in Michigan uh, during the winter? And has anybody ever died of frostbite? Um, nobody I know has died of frostbite, but I have known of situations where people um, just go out into the snow unprepared um, yeah. and their vehicle breaks down or they get stuck. And, and um, yeah, bad news. Well, really if, you, happens, if you get but, to three quarters of a tank of gas, you have to fill up, right? I mean, isn't that the, the, the supposed to be some uh, some deal? You can't go out with a quarter tank of gas? Um, yeah, anytime, I, anytime I'm below half a tank and I'm headed out to the trail, I definitely fill up all the way. So... And we've got a V8 in our Jeep, so, you know, the second half of the tank seems to be much faster than the first half. I'm sorry, did I not read the no bragging uh, clause to the, uh, doing the, uh, <laughs> in this interview? So what V8 is it and what Jeep is it? It's, um, so we have a 2007 JKU, and it's uh, got a 6.2 LS in it. Um, yeah, it was out of a Yukon Denali, I think, 2014 Yukon. And that's something uh, that you and Paul did, or uh, how, how did that wind up in there? Yeah, that was something that we did together. Um, took us about a month. And, uh, well, we bought a Jeep with a blown engine that sat in the driveway for about three years until we saved all our pennies to get all the components that we needed to do the engine swap. Mm -hmm. um, so then we did the engine swap. And then um, it was really like a daily driver. It didn't spend a whole lot of time on the trails because the power in the engine was too much for the axles. Um, so then we saved more pennies and, you know, finished upgrading the suspension and the axles and the steering and all of it. So, well, yeah. well, Carrie, you probably know this. The axles will handle the power just fine if you don't press that pedal very much. Who was the pro person that had the pedal problem, pedal control problem? Um, so the only time that the axles were ever broken were um, when my husband was driving it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> 
throw him under the bus. I like yeah. that. So that's good. Right, well, right, so right. so uh, and did you learn any new curse, curse words either by hearing them or by saying them yourself uh, whenever you were doing the engine swap? No. No, I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but it's so frustrating. I'm not an angry. I'm not an angry mechanic. Oh, so but I, let, I it, let my husband get angry, and I'll run inside and grab some coffee and come back out. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a fair weathered mechanic. There's a lot to it. It seems like it'll never end. You think about it. It's just like, well, this goes in there. How difficult that can that be? And then you start counting all the little bolts and all the little hoses and all the little electrical connections. And uh, oh my God! So you guys, what? How did you guys handle the 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 uh, the computer control of the ls did you have to buy a separate module uh, for it and is it a standalone module it doesn't interface with the jeep at all right well so we went um with motex kit for um motec out of vegas their kit for doing the ls swap mm-hmm. um at the time we had to send our computer and uh our wiring harness and a couple other components to them and then they spliced them with oh. the yukon harness very nice. And then they reprogrammed the computer and and then sent it all back to us, and we were able to put it in. But now, um, I think with like the fifth gen LSs, they don't even have to do that. They just uh, basically send you a program, and, and you're good to go. That's they don't nice. have to splice anything together anymore. So yeah. that's my understanding. Have I haven't you, done it, but that's right. What I think. Have you had? Did yeah. you have any issues with it? But once, but uh, like once you got it back and installed it, it worked. It's been working flawlessly. No, no updates. No, nothing having to do with any, any of that. It's just been uh, been working like it's supposed to. Um, almost. <laughs> Our cruise control has never worked. Um, that's something that we haven't figured out. We never. Uh, we haven't gotten it tuned yet. Um, that was just a, a finance that um bitten the bullet on because it's. Quite a bit of money to have somebody tune it for you. Oh yeah. Um, but um, but every once in a while we lose our throttle, and it has something to do with the pin connector between the firewall um, and the inside of the vehicle. Um, it needs to be replaced. It's it's not a very good connector. So we're hoping to do that this this winter. Mm-hmm. That's on the to do list. Yeah. Uh, and you may have experienced this. I, I find it just amazing. You know, you can do uh, the work yourself, and it's relatively easy to do the work yourself. But then these little things come up like this, and it just amazes me that people at, at factories can put these things together, and they're so flawless and perfect when you get them, and they don't start messing up until you start modifying them. <laughs> so Well, they put, they put a lot of money into making them flawless and perfect, so... Um, I guess you know, so. and a lot of time and a lot of engineering behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find it the, very the impressive. Pedal was, yeah, the throttle pedal was very frustrating. It took us a long time to figure out um, why it, it why we would lose it randomly. All right. Well, I, I went off on a tangent here. I get I get interested about stuff and I start asking questions. Uh, tell us about the Rebel Rally. What is your uh, your interest, your involvement in the Rebel Rebel Rally? Um. Okay, the Rebel Rally um, is an eight-day uh, navigational map and compass um, rally through the it's uh, through the Mojave Desert. It starts up near Lake Tahoe and works its way down to um, the California-Mexico border. And um, it's uh, it's completely off-grid. There's no uh, no GPS, no computers, uh, no little Google lady telling you where to go. Um, you're strictly using a map and compass and all your mapping tools to um, get you from checkpoint to checkpoint. I think there, there's anywhere from like 200 to 200 and I think uh, 
200, around 240 checkpoints throughout the whole rally that you're, you're hunting for throughout the desert and through the mountains. Very cool. And, and remind me, have you done this? I have, yeah. I've done it three times. Um, it's an all-female rally, uh, approximately 50 teams. I think they've upped it up this year um, to a few more teams than that. Um, maybe some of the other girls who are, who are on the Zoom can answer that better later on. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity. Um, it's the very first time I did it. It was a little nerve-wracking coming off the starting line and um, just driving forward. And then probably... Um, like a half a mile and then we stopped and realized like all right we need to have a little bit of a game plan here um because we didn't you know <laughs> right oh i'm sure it's i'm sure it's I mean, a great I mean, learning experience yeah i mean that sounds kind of like idiotic to say but um i guess uh i don't know it was just the very first time off that line it was just um a reality check you know there's <laughs> there's nobody else to help you and and uh, just you and your partner and information that you have in your vehicle. And um, if you read it right, then that's great information. And if you don't read it right, then it's uh, then it can be very um, detrimental to your day. Right. And, and this is probably a really dumb question, but it just dawned on me. Uh, you're relatively uh, young. Have you ever used a real map before? Because computers <laughs> and GPS has been around for a good 20, 30 years. Yeah, I love. I mean, I've loved maps for a long time. Um, I don't know that I'm relatively young. Maybe you think I'm younger than I really am. Um, I've got kids that are all grown and having kids, so um, I yeah, I learned how to map in school. <laughs> okay, good, good. That and that's good. Something that's something good that they uh, they teach there. All right, Carrie. So let's uh, let's get the 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 Zoom people, the people that have been patiently waiting here in the meeting, waiting to talk to you. Uh, ran a little long on the the interview part, but uh, this uh, love uh, talking to you and finding out information. So, uh, hey, if you're new to the roundtable, the roundtable is a Zoom meeting with listeners like you, all here to discuss various topics, or in this case, uh, do questions and answers with uh, Carrie. Sometimes we have a guest like we do tonight, and uh, you never know who you will meet in the Zoom meeting uh, or which guest. We now join the Zoom meeting uh, already in progress. Keep in mind that uh, their opinions are their own and may or may not reflect those of the Jeep Talk Show. Zoom people, I will remind you and uh, welcome the the new Zoom meeting members. Uh, remind you as well that uh, if you would please say your if you're speaking for the first time tonight, uh, say your first name and your general location so the, uh, the the listeners out there, the ones that weren't fortunate enough to be here with us, uh, can kind of associate your voice with uh, your name and where you're located. So. Uh, welcome, Zoom people. Hello. <laughs> Don't be timid. Jump on in there. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hello. All right. Hello. We're, we're talking to Carrie tonight, and uh, you guys can ask her anything, including about uh, 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 King of England, because uh, I laid that one out on the table early. <laughs> this is uh, John from Central Texas. The, the name is Rebel, not Rebel. I think I've probably been messing that up a lot. So, I've, how many people do you have messed that name up? Oh, I, well, you've been here before, John. I mess everything up. So, yeah, <laughs> is there? Did they teach you how to say the name, Carrie? Is that one of the important things being out there in the Rebel Rally? Yeah, uh, most people who participate know it before they get out there. Um, I just think it's uh, when people first happen upon the rally, um, they get the name a little confused. Hi, hey, Carrie. It is Rebel. It's, it, yeah. it's uh, 
It's it's Melissa. I'm currently at Lake Lake Tahoe because we're starting the rebel in a couple days here, and I'm going to be participating. But uh, the way I learned to pronounce rebel is we all know that rebel is a person who defies convention, and a bell is a beautiful woman. So a rebel is a beautiful woman who defies convention. Now she's been doing thinking about this. <laughs> That's not, that seems uh, well studied. <laughs> There's a lot of free time out on the uh, on the rebel rally, right? <laughs> no, 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 really, there isn't. That's interesting. I would uh, think there would be. Are there any vehicle no. restrictions? Is my, my real question is people that are there any vehicle restrictions with this rally? Like, do you have people show up with you know tons, forties, crazy builds, and then stock rigs? Are they all? Looked in, or is there some sort of limit set on the vehicles? So, no, yeah, there are restrictions for the vehicles. It's, the rally is designed more towards um, just a standard platform vehicle. Um, I think the biggest class tire that you can have is a 35 inch tire. Um, and there's really not a whole lot of other modifications that you can do to your vehicle. Um, if any of the other ladies want to hop in and, and chat, they're more than welcome to. Yeah, yeah, it's Melissa again in Tahoe. Um, you can have a bone stock designation, so you can get a special patch that says you're running at bone stock. So that's why we did a lot of manufacturer sponsors actually out there with cars so that they can brag that their vehicle won, um, you know, right off the assembly line with no modifications. 35-inch tires is, is, is the maximum. Also, if you do suspension changes and things, you still have to, they have to be in the, in the stock locations. So it's it's pretty much it's pretty much limited to to um, mildly modified vehicles or or no, none at all. Well, you say that, and I'm Travis in North Carolina. My question is, if I'm not mistaken, a lot are running the 4XE, and I currently own one. It's got a 13 gallon gas tank, and I was wondering about carrying the fuel and doing things like that because if you're running through the desert, there is no charge point um carrying fuel or fueling stations or how does that work with that because that it's a great vehicle i absolutely 100 percent love it but as i think hey i'm going on this long journey uh i want a larger gas tank this is liza also a rebel that is competing in a couple of days and if there are, um, I'm from Southern California and I'm here in Tahoe right now. Um, if there are any rebels on right now who are running a 4XE, please jump in. Um, but I can tell you that there is, in fact, charging on the rebel. There is an entire electrified division. And the XE won the rebel rally last year. In fact, two of them placed in the top three uh, for last year's event. So, um, the electric vehicles, um, do get charged out there. They will have slightly different checkpoints than the other competitors, and they will have designated times during the event where they are expected to come back to base camp to get a charge. Um, there's a really great video on the rebel website and they did a round table back in January for anybody who's interested to find out more about the infrastructure that follows us around the desert to allow us to charge electric vehicles. But it's really impressive. We have uh, at least two Rivians that I know about this year um, that are parked out in the parking lot right now and a couple of the electric hybrid Jeeps and a few other vehicles that'll be competing in the electric division this time. I'm glad you asked that question, Travis, because I had no idea that they had electric vehicles out there. Yeah, and, and then I, I can add real quick as far as fuel goes, um, there is a fuel truck. So at the end of the day, when you get to base camp, 
uh, they will fill, fill your gas tank back up. You cannot carry fuel on board at all. That's, that's, there's a restriction. You can make some modifications to put a larger gas tank in. You just have to make sure that it's a cleared and approved uh, gas modification a- approved to through the scoring system. But you can, and in fact, because we competed uh, in, in an LJ, and uh, we went ahead and put in an aftermarket uh, larger fuel tank. So you can do you can do a couple different things. Is that free fuel? Because I might want to join. Uh, no, it's absolutely <laughs> not free. And if you, it's it's the most expensive fuel ever. So I, 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 even, I even cringe to think what it's going to cost this year. <laughs> so I want to speak to Travis again. This is Swell. I've competed twice, never with an electric vehicle. Uh, we are extremely fortunate. We actually have a total infrastructure for the Rebel to handle all of the electric vehicles. Um, I totally feel your pain um, for the electric vehicles. They are, will actually have separate sort of checkpoints where they can refuel, have the time to uh, charge up, and then continue on. So unless you okay. have a really nice big battery pack to bring with you that you can charge up, I, I totally get it. I mean, we are... An average day is probably 250 miles a day. Um, two, two, between two and 300 miles a day. I don't know. I, I'm used to kilometers. I'm from Canada. So, um, oh, you poor sorry. thing. I know. Um, it's okay. I know you we, can call we kilometers because you... <laughs> the metric system. Give me a break. 500 kilometers a day. Um, so if you want to do the math backwards, have so do you feel like Do you feel like gas is cheaper? <laughs> yes. And, and you get more of it because it's one liter com- as opposed to one gallon, right? <laughs> so, you, uh, so you are dissing on the metric system. but smaller than ours. So let me ask you this. I, I've, I've, I've spoken with people that have done the Rebel Rally before, but I didn't, wasn't taking notes. Is this a timed event? Because I'm thinking that if you've got to recharge a vehicle, that could take quite a bit of, take quite a bit of time uh, on the, from the event. It is, it is timed. You have a specific start time and you have a specific end time to be back at base camp or whatever your last checkpoint is. So with the electric vehicles, they usually allow them about, I think it's about 45 minutes, depending on the day, if they have to recharge. If it's an extremely long transit day, they will give them an extra 45 minutes. And when they check in, then they can say basically how, what your start time is, what your end time for charging, and then you can continue on. Right. So as far as the timing in between those on some days, they have these things called Enduros, which are my favorite. <laughs> I love them. Now you say that. What is an Enduro? Oh, I'm going to look to Melissa and Lisa to explain it better. I've only done it once. I did it last year and it blew my mind. Oh, Spice um, is here to tease it. So you can let somebody else answer it. I was wondering what the Enduro was too. <laughs> I'll be able to do it, Jess. Like Melissa just spoke so eloquently in her explanation of what rebel meant right and i feel oh, like no. so put me on the spot <laughs> yeah oh, great I, I, I know there's two kinds don't right? screw there's up now designed <laughs> yeah there's one that's designed to get you from point a to point b or three see i've only done two 
And then the other one that I like the best is um, the Time Enduros. Um, and like I said, I'll let the ones who are competing this year explain because they've been practicing. We have been, yeah. They usually throw in like one per day. Not not every single day we'll have one, but usually we do. And it's just a combination. You actually, if anybody's ever done Enduro or Time Speed Rally type of things, where you have a prescribed speed and a prescribed distance, and you have to do the calculation uh, through what's called tulip notes, where you have multiple uh, different stop, different checkpoints, I should say. And some of those actually have timer timing controls. And when you pass through those, uh, they actually time you and you have a variance on one side or the other, just a few seconds to get uh, the maximum points. And I think as it gets toward the end, it's pretty close. It's a couple seconds each way uh, to get your full points. And then that usually adds, uh, it usually is, it seems like about a 45 minute or an hour uh to your day as as far as the the tsds they're 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 scary is what i say she loves them I, I, they scare they scare the fire out of me so i i i love them and i think last again again i've only done it once last year was my first year and i do hope to do it again but one of the highlights for me last year was when we got a perfect score on um the one where we went through the canyon i don't remember the name of the canyon and that was like the it was the best you went through Titus Canyon in Death Valley. Yes, it was amazing. That's what it was. It was I Titus love Canyon, it. And it, was it was very beautiful. beautiful. Um, it snowed a little bit, which was a surprise, but I couldn't enjoy it because I was too focused on the timing and the distance and you got to hurry and you're behind by 30 seconds or whatever it is. But it was, it, it was probably my, the most memorable for me. Getting and the start, perfect and start of a huge, start of a huge sandstorm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. um, we deserve, we all deserve it now just for surviving that sandstorm last year. <laughs> So I'm I'm on the site uh, I'm on the site rebelrally.com r e b e l l e r a l l y rebelrally.com and I'm just looking at the the video that they have on the the main site and it's a lot of desert it doesn't I mean I see a train there so there's uh, some hope for civilization but I can't help but think that uh, the the old Bugs Bunny cartoon where he comes up out of the ground and says uh, I think I made a wrong turn at Albuquerque do you guys get lost out there I mean I would think that using the <laughs> the map uh, for doing something like this uh, it, it would be pretty easy to get lost and with no radio or anything else and I think that's I think that's correct you guys can even have radio for radio radio communication how do they find you there's no google there's no siri there's yeah. no alexa yeah we do have a tracker we have a tracker on board ah, install, okay good install that and and, and you, if you're interested it's going to go live you can actually see at home where we are in any given place and there's live scoring updates so you can watch you can watch your favorite team and and see how they're doing and yeah you'll see them get lost we all get lost sometimes. Uh, you know, that's the goal is to not, but we, we, we just see dust off in the distance. So you know where the yep. other rebels are yep. at. So we'll be able yeah. to catch. You'll, you'll we'll, see we'll, little dots like wandering off into the <laughs> the abyss of the desert, and no. everybody else is someplace else. And you're like, "Why are you going that way?" You know, you know, you're, you know, you're, like, <laughs> you know, you're in trouble when you find two stormtroopers with a big fat comb, uh, comb in the desert. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this is kind of cool. had you a conversation with Emily Miller about exactly this. And she talked about there's always that team every year that takes off in completely the wrong direction. And all <laughs> she can think about is my permits. Oh, my permits. I'm not permitted for you to go that way. Yeah, so. don't go into the ordinance. The live bombing we've had that happen yeah. too there's very clear signage that says they're bombing over here and people go through them anyway yeah reading is fundamental yeah. um <laughs> but one of i think the other favorite parts is yes it's vast and you see the pictures are beautiful 
but the wildlife that you'll see will just catch your breath. Like I bet. we saw, like, I mean, last year, I think I posted a video of it on my Instagram, but it's just, it was just wild horses that were crossing and it was like you were in a movie and I couldn't believe it. And I forgot I was in a competition for a little bit there. So I'm sure we lost some time there. Well, if you're not used to the desert, I can imagine this is just stunningly beautiful, uh, especially depending upon the time of day. Yeah, and, and I've lived in Alaska and Hawaii, right? Because military brat. So I've lived in I, what I believe to be two of the most beautiful states. And I thought I'd seen all the beauty. And then you go to the desert and it's another completely different, you know, just different beauty. So and Emily and her team are really good at um, taking the rebel teams off the beaten path and finding all of the little, um, like, hidden treasures throughout the whole desert, like the abandoned towns and uh, mines and, you know, the breathtaking views and, and whatever. So um, it's, they really work hard to make sure that you have like an unbelievably, uh, you know, visual experience as well as everything else that's going on. I'm a rookie this year and I am insanely excited hearing all of this. Um, because yeah, I followed this event for many, many years from my couch and it's just thrilling to be able to be out here and to call myself a yeah. rebel this year and get to go to all these amazing places. Congratulations. So somebody listening to this, uh, this episode may be wondering how can, can, how can I be part of the rebel rally? How did you go about getting into the rebel rally? Um, I just stumbled upon it. Um, and uh, talk to a couple people and then I just decided I wanted to do it. Um, that's the big thing with the rebel. You just have to decide you want to do it because it is a big, big commitment, um, with, uh, you know, financially and, um, with the things that you're going to have to train yourself for before you go out there. So it's not just a, something that you're going to say two weeks before, Oh, Hey, I think I'm going to do this. It, it really is a commitment, but you, once you make that commitment, then you have to follow through just because it is so, you know, so much work. But it's um, it's one that you wouldn't be disappointed with if you did. So, how much is the cost relatively? I, I'm sure it depends, but uh, ballpark it. Uh, it depends. The entrance fees yeah. this year. Entrance fees were just under fourteen thousand. Um, <laughs> oh, once God. you factor in your fuel, <laughs> you factor in um, your satellite phone and and um, satellite tracker rentals and. Transportation to and from the event, and whatever modifications you need to make to your vehicle, whatever stock you need to add to for your camping gear, because you're camping out there. Once you add all of that up, most teams are in this anywhere up to $25,000 or more of their own money. And so that's when you start going after sponsors. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. I can well, well imagine. Yeah. This is my seventh one, and I've always found a way to do it. Uh, so, you know, when we when we got started, there was it was a very small group, and this year uh, it, it sold out within about four weeks after the registration went live. Uh, we had sixty teams, and in the course of time, I think we're down to fifty five teams now that are showing up here, and that's that's amazing to think of. And also the support teams. I think the support staff is almost one or maybe even more than one for every rebel. I mean, there are hundreds of people that are out here putting together the base camps for us, monitoring us on the trail, feeding us, uh, being there with media. I think this year I heard we might have ESPN uh, coming out for part of the for part of the filming. It's really turning into this 
uh, amazing event. I told people the first year it felt like girls playing in the desert, and now it's starting <laughs> to feel like a really real thing. When you see Ford, when you see Kia, when you see Jeep coming forward to sponsor these events, and thank God I have a sponsor this year. So this is this this year was zero for me. Last year was zero. So it's oh, amazing. That's huge. It's amazing to work with these manufacturers. You learn so much about their vehicles. It's really a cool event. So obviously, obviously they get something out of having their name on your vehicle. And I would assume that's one of the things about being a sponsor that you would do. But why, I mean, when you're trying to sell this to a sponsor, what is it that you try to sell them? <laughs> it's like, I don't want to pay for this. So would you do it? I mean, that's the only thing I can come up with. <laughs> I actually found it very easy to get sponsors. As soon as I um, talked about it's an all women's event. Mm -hmm. And a lot of brands out there really trying to appeal to, you know, a, a broader demographic. And as soon as you talk to them about the fact that this is an all women's event, um, that to me was the easiest way to open the conversation with them and to get people to take my call and to get them to, you know, look at my my notes and and agree to give me money to do this event. That that was my experience. Is that a lot of these brands are they really see the value in appealing to uh, uh, you know particularly a female audience? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. well not not initially wanting to go political here, but uh, with uh, the the woke environment that we find ourselves in, uh, do you, what is the definition of a woman's event? I mean, do you have do, do you have a situation with that where it 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 can be men and women. We we have that I know. It's a women's event, and trans women are women, so I would hope that they would be just as welcome as anybody else. Great answer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that it's happened if it happened or not. I mean, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's not important. It's just uh, I, I was just thinking when you said a women's only event because that was my understanding of it. But uh, it, de depending on your definition, anybody can be in in, in in part of the rebel rally now. Yeah, and I've reflected. So, I've, I've kind of reflected on this a lot about why you need to at this day and age why you still need to create events that are exclusive to a gender yeah and i still i still just think you know in in the real world it shouldn't be that way but having this ability for women a lot of times women won't step forward and here's an opportunity for them to do that and i find a lot of my uh co-competitors have now gone on to do even more amazing things they just needed that one push well, it's that a, one it's a confidence step. builder i mean you know look absolutely. at this yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i think it's and, wonderful i mean and not not only not only is it a women's only event it, this is the biggest rally in in north america it's, it's it's a pretty big event and like melissa said i think what i mean and just two things right um i think the first is i, I want to make sure we give credit to the staff like she said because I think the one thing we haven't mentioned is there are days where while you know we're out there looking for the the um the checkpoints and doing the enduros that staff is moving that whole base camp from one location to another and by the time we get to that next location like dinner's almost ready and all i mean it, it's a it's a much bigger production than i thought when i was just sitting as a spectator supporting my friend and then as a competitor you actually see it and you're like oh my it's, it's it's a pretty big event now as far as it being women's event i think my, my thing of that and i do like liza's response but you know for you guys as men you too could be a part of it and i think one of the best ways you can be a part of it is to 
help sponsor women. You can sponsor me if you'd like for next year. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, you know, you can sponsor us and your name could be out there. And that way you can also be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just from my experience, you have to do those shameless plugs when you can. I, anytime there's an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always no until you ask. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. And, and I'm glad. Lottery can't play. You know, can't win if you don't play, right? Yeah. And Melissa, I'm glad you pointed that out as far as uh, the, the women getting out there and doing this. There's absolutely no reason why a woman can't press a gas pedal or press on a brake and do all the same things the guys can do. It just requires us the, the interest and the desire to get out there and do it. It's not as traditional. It's getting to be more traditional of women being involved in these things. And I think it's great. Uh, and uh, I also, too, I wonder if that doesn't uh, make things more interesting and uh, because there's women it's a women's only event and it's easier for the sponsors to get behind it and I wonder in 20 years when this is the norm how that's going to work as far as uh, getting uh, women getting funding for these things I bet if you talk to Melissa she would tell you that maybe (laughs) there we go (laughs) well I I was going to say probably seven years ago when you competed your first year as a rebel in the very first rebel rally um, it was sponsorship, um, probably a little bit more hard to obtain than, um, say now you're in your seventh year and, um, you know, Absolutely. now you're fully sponsored. Absolutely. I'm going to have to say that in the first, you know, couple of years, finding sponsorship was finding a thousand dollar sponsorship, finding some tires, those type of things. And now I'm amazed to see how many manufacturer full sponsors they are. I mean, this year I've got a car. I've got my entire registration paid. I mean, this it's it's been an amazing and and you know the payback for them. Some of the media shots. I mean, they can now go out and market and show, hey, you bought this car off the line. You know, you can take it here. Look, look at these look at these photos. So there is besides just the tick box of yes, it's a women's event. I mean, there's some there's some footage that you can't capture. You know, by going out with a film crew, you know, to an area and drive around. These are really kind of epic places and a real test. Uh, of that car plus it's eight days in a row so if they say the car can live for that long this isn't just a commercial this is a real stressor on a vehicle and a real test you know of the what we call the third teammate which is our car Mm -hmm. yeah also to somebody's question about you know why appeal to women uh why you know why is this important to do and i can tell you if you've been to an overland expo or if you've been to an off-road show and you're a woman walking around, you are outnumbered probably eight to one walking around that space. And a lot of the women that you're seeing might be spouses or significant others of guys who own Jeeps and other things like that. So you can feel as a woman in those spaces, it's very uncomfortable, very much like this is not a world for you. Mm -hmm. So A, representation definitely matters. Getting more women into motorsports, getting more women out there, getting dirty, using their trucks, learning how to use their trucks, super important. But from the manufacturer's perspective, my dollars are just as good as any man's, right? I want to spend money on you know trucks and gear and camping stuff and overlanding stuff and my money's just as green as anybody else's 
Absolutely. And one thing that I, I like to point out is that whenever you do things like this, you learn about your vehicle, you learn what you can and can't do, and it just might save your life. If you're in a, a situation, maybe out in California, maybe in Texas where there's a hurricane or in Florida, and uh, you find yourself in a situation where you need to drive in or around something that maybe you normally shouldn't, but now you know the vehicle and you know what you can do. So uh, your vehicle is uh, is it potentially could save you and your family's life. So I think I think learning how to do these things is is more important than just having the fun of uh, of going off road. Yeah, I was was going to ask you mentioned about the um, the industry and everything else. I know that there's been a huge push in the industry um, with the female personalities, especially as content creators. I'm thinking like Mr. Maker and there's several YouTube people that are out there um, on this. Have you all reached out or worked with any of them uh, on this uh, as far as the, the promotion goes or anything like that? Reach out to them for what? I guess I don't understand what your question is. You're talking about overall, uh, I think I, I heard, uh, was it Liza mentioned about the money's the same and you want to kind of reach that out. So when you're talking about these, is there any bringing in personalities like that that have kind of built up their own, almost their own fan base at that point, right? So they're, they're either big creators on YouTube, they get a large following to kind of help bring awareness or to, to kind of uh, add to the overall yeah. like publicity of it, as you call it. Yeah, there's actually quite a few well-named women who participate in the Rebel Rally. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, Nina Barlow. Um, Michelle um, Cross. Yes, thank you. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Cause I'm, I'm Courtney Casey uh, has a yeah, huge YouTube Casey. following, and she runs Base Camp Operations and is a rebel herself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Holland yeah. every year. Shelby, yeah. Shelby, Shelby Hall's out Shelby there. Hall. Yep. I think Verena's doing it this year again. And the crossover. Yeah. I think she's in the crossover. Yeah. So I think to answer your yeah. question, if you're out there and you're looking yeah. for it and you're aware of it, there are plenty of people out there getting their, their name out there and um, that do a lot more than just the rebel, but definitely push it. Emmy Hall, who... Um, has won the event on several occasions. We'll be running our live show this year. And, um, you know, she certainly has a pretty solid track record and a pretty solid reputation behind her as well. So, uh, obviously, you guys go out and do this for the fun and the uh, the competitiveness of it. But uh, does this help you or has anybody found this that this helps you professionally? Helps you with, uh, you know, selling things or... Uh, recognition for people to come and use your services and stuff. Absolutely. Um, I'll be the first to say that I am like my biggest struggle as a person is confidence. And, and the rebel has really um, helped me develop that confidence. My first year um, participating, I, I realized, you know, that I was, I was afraid to make decisions um, went out on the rally because I didn't want to let my partner down or, you know, um, was concerned about how people might view those decisions. And so that was a good look at myself as far as, um, you know, I really shouldn't be so concerned about what people think about mm-hmm. <laughs> these decisions exactly. that I make. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, you know, and then I came home and I was like, I just spent eight days in the desert um, with a bunch of amazing women. I want to be able to create this atmosphere in my, you know, my hometown and, and with all the women in uh, the area who, um, you know, who Jeep and off-road. So now we, you know, like we host those lady garage days and we have um, women's wheeling weekends where we go and absolutely no men come with us. I know that sounds um, 
sounds really lame and sometimes I get a hard, um, you know, get um, a hard time because, uh, you know, because we don't let any men come with us. We don't even let them sit in the passenger seat of the vehicle when we go because it absolutely changes the dynamic once one man steps out on the trail um, with everybody in the group. And I, and I'm not a man hater by any means. My husband is my biggest supporter and, um, you know, we do a lot together on the trail, but when you're learning, um, and you're, you're afraid to branch out and, um, being in the presence of men can sometimes be intimidating. Um, it really does change the dynamic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's one of the reasons why we need to get more women out of the trail, because I think it uh, uh, those uh, alpha uh, alpha males, as you uh, you might uh, see, tend to be less alpha <laughs> whenever they're being monitored by uh, women, you know, like, you know, their mom was a woman, so they know what they uh, can and can't get away with. So, Carrie, after eight days in the desert, uh, do you when you get home, does uh, Paul have a big plate of sandwiches ready for you? Paul is amazing when I get home. Um, he really is like, I mean, I don't want to say he's like the poster child for supportive husband, but he really is. Like I was rushing home. I was working on the SEMA build in Detroit and I was rushing home to get online and he called me and he says, well, what do you need? Do I need to set your computer up? You know, do you need headphones or whatever? So, um, you know, so he really is. He's just that supportive person. He's just, what do you need? How can we... Uh, make you succeed, and, um, you know, then he gives me big hugs and smooches when I get home, so. I'm sure he's just happy to see you return from being in the desert and not dying of scorpion stings or anything. <laughs> hey, do you have any problems with the little critters out there? I mean, do you have to take precautions uh, for, for things, maybe for, for people that are not used to desert environments? No. I cowboy camp some nights. When we're out in the sand dunes, I just lay in the sleeping bag. I don't even set up a tent. I know some people are like they're worried about snakes or, or scorpions. And certainly that's a minor that's a minor risk. I mean, as far as safety goes, more of it's being aware of uh, you know, the vehicles, being around the vehicles and safety, especially in the sand dune when you're trying to recover people. I mean, that's where more of the risk lies in, in what can happen in those situations than than worrying about, you know little critters i i've never had any problems with them good good She's brave i'm okay, worried well, about I, scorpions so i want to yeah. have my camp <laughs> there, I, I, there was no like <laughs> without checking it's my, it was my rule check yeah. before you squat yeah oh, i'm more worried yes. i'm more worried about those drone <laughs> bugs that come over when i have to squat so oh, you gotta watch so the right that is so true <laughs> no. being in the desert is well, really hard larry from, you have media following you larry from st louis <laughs> What kind of prep do you ladies do for the um, for the mapping and the guiding and all that when you're out there? Well, I assume there's got to be some kind of prep for that. You don't just show up with the map and go. What, what does that prep look like? Yeah, I mean, you can go to the rebelrally.com right now and you can take your basic map and compass course. There's virtual classes on there right now that anybody can take. And then from there, you have actually some sample maps and checkpoints and you can you can get a compass and you can start working that way more people start to advance to do more than that. I mean, there is a requirement that you have some off-road uh, driving, either you've taken a driving class off-road four by four, or you can show equivalent uh, you know, field experience that you know how to operate uh, four-wheel drive in, in off-road situations. Um, and then from the map and compass from there, they offer, there's a lot of classes. You can go to an REI class, but we can also have Rebel University. There's like trainings, uh, four-day classes where you can do two days of driving, two days of map and compass navigation. 
And then I think probably many of us informally, we do some training and things with uh, with our partner to make sure we're good with the communication and being in the car together. But yeah, you, yeah, you I am. Um, I would also say for anybody out there interested in doing it, um, uh, joining a local orienteering club is a really good way to get comfortable with a map and compass. Um, usually, it's a very different scale than we're working with with the Rebel. We're covering hundreds of kilometers a day in the Rebel. Whereas when you do an orienteering, you're usually hiking and you might cover five miles in a day, 10 miles max. So it's a very different feeling, but it is a great way to get uh, accustomed to map and compass. Um, we use latitude, longitude in the Rebel. And so getting really, really familiar with understanding how to plot those points on a checkpoint and then how to actually go out and find them. It's one thing to locate a, a point on a map. It's a totally different thing to head out there and get to it without a chart plotter, without Google Maps, without, you know, Onyx mm -hmm. Off-Road or whatever you're using. So getting okay, behind the wheel together is really important. And I would think that would be a lot of a lot of time working together with the driver and navigator to, to make that work well. Right. I think ideally, I would say there are probably teams that don't get a ton of seat time together. And, you know, a lot of learning will happen out there in the field. Yeah, and you're with somebody for eight days, pretty much. I mean, a lot of the teams even share a tent. I, I can't do it, but a lot of them do. And I'll tell you what, I've seen some rebel divorces, I'll tell you. I mean, it, it, can, it can be rough. Like one year we even had to have safety work. Just got that far. You threw that scorpion on me. You knew I hated the scorpions. Um, so let me ask you uh, real quick, I, and I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but I can imagine that some women listening to this uh, would, would like to reach out to some of you guys. We've mentioned uh, Carrie and her contact information, and we'll certainly have that in the show notes for this episode. But uh, Melissa, uh, uh, is it Liza? Uh, if you guys would like to share any information that you have, if people would like to contact you, uh, just give you that opportunity. You can say pass if you like to. You don't have to. No, absolutely. I'm happy to. Well, how can how can people contact you, Melissa? Yeah, best way is just through email. It's it's all lowercase surgery turtle s u r g e r y t u r t l a surgery turtle at yahoo.com. You can just reach up with Rebel. Put Rebel in the subject, and I'll, I'll be happy to to get back. Uh, I will tell you, there's not going to be any answer in here for the next about 10 days because <laughs> yeah. we're losing all of that technology. So if you write me today and you don't hear back, don't be discouraged. I'll, I'll get back with you in a couple of weeks. Well, with that, I'm team 200, team 200. We are, uh, we are the um, built wild team. Oh, good. Thank you for that. Uh, I'm glad I didn't even think about that. So is there a, with, is with there that, a significance to that name? With that, yeah, I'm sponsored by Ford. So I know this is a Jeep for, forum, but I am sponsored by Ford and I'm driving the Bronco Sport in the X-Cross class. I was just going to say, if you guys felt yes. bad for the Broncos that were out there, but uh, I guess uh, you seven, don't. seven Broncos this year. Watch <laughs> out, everybody. So yeah, me, before you right. bash the Broncos, I'm driving a classic Land Rover well, over here. I just, so, I just like how the know. wheels are independent turning. <laughs> That's the best thing about the Bronco. Yeah, we're gonna be, we're I gonna didn't be warn him that you guys were going to be. <laughs> so, Melissa. Oh, yeah, and this is... This so, is Liza. Uh, the best place for people to find me, I'm uh, on Instagram and TikTok 
at overland underscore her overland her um and i documented a lot of our our team prep over on tiktok and instagram so people can find me there and we are team 155 and we're the full sail dream team oh cool so uh, the, and you would go to the rebelrally.com site to be able to follow the where you guys are on the map Yep, our bios are up there right now too. If you want to, if they want to go in and learn about the teams, we've post most teams have posted their bio. You can learn about us, uh, the team names, and kind of our backgrounds. That just got posted uh, within the last couple of days. And spicy, yep. you're, you're not out there this year, right? You're not in the Rebel Rally this year. No, I'm not there this year. But my teammate from last year is competing this year. She's on Team 139. So cheer her on too. You guys say hi to her for me when you see her around. Um, I love her. <laughs> I, I will see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, not, not this year for me. I'm hoping for next year. Definitely. Let's get you back out there next year. We'll get oh, you back uh, out here. I, right. I, I, you know, I went right. in there last year thinking I was going to be one and done because it was just kind of helping out friend. Right. But I, I, I did not expect to like it and be <laughs> as amazed as I was. And it was really, um, like I, I think about it all the time and I really, me and somebody else was not competing this year have been texting and we're like, gosh, we're going through FOMO right now of not being able to be there, right? And it's exciting and we see, you know, cause they have Facebook pages. We see all the prep, we see all the posts you guys are making and it's, you know, it's like we're excited for you and can't wait. And there's so many new faces and um, it's just gonna be exciting to watch you guys, to watch you and also now know what it was like. Cause you see it on a map, on a computer, it's different than when you're there. and um I, i'm just so excited for you guys and i hope you guys have a good time at the gala there's a big gallop and everybody dresses up so you guys might be too too busy to do this or worry about this but do they allow you to do do a video so that maybe you could put something together in a youtube later or provide that video maybe to sponsors and stuff i mean do, i mean we can't see it while it's happening but laughter afterwards can you see it you can so you can buy the media package there's different media packages that are available for purchase but if you take a camera or anything out there it has to be approved you can't have gps and those type of things and so many of the, oh, the yeah. cameras you can have hey we've taken some basic gopros out there and we've captured some really really cool footage yeah uh, so you definitely you definitely can do that it's just what's interesting is you get so in the game that you forget about things like at least i do i forget about taking and capturing that that media so i'm really glad that there's a lot of media out there and that they they're out there taking the pictures and taking the video and capturing the, the, the stuff on my behalf mm -hmm. oh absolutely you don't, you don't have time so I, I we brought i brought a little polaroid last year and the gopro and there were very few moments where i feel like at least during competition which is when you're seeing the beautiful sights you know and you really don't have time because it's either stop and take the camera out and take the nice shot or you're giving up time and points so you just don't it, it, it's it's you know you just have to make a choice um, at the end of the competition, right, or even at the end of the night, sometimes you're just so tired. You want a meal. You want to go to the bathroom, you know, with walls around you. And <laughs> just, you know, you Scorpion know Scorpion free, yes. You know that cowbell's going to come a few hours later. Right? Yeah. yeah, so it's, you prioritize sleep and food. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, Carrie... So uh, the Rebel is really good. Um, I was just going to say the Rebel is really good about... Um, running a live show throughout the whole rally. So um, if you follow them or get on their email list, you'll get all the live uh, show notifications. 
Um, they also are posting media updates, and then I have an app that you can download called YB Racer, I think it is, um, where you can follow all your favorite teams on the on the app. That's really cool. I mean, I've done uh, interviews about the Rebel Rally, but I got—I think I got more information this time than all the times in the past. I can see how you guys get really into this. It's very interesting. Um, so, Carrie, I want to thank you for in- inviting uh, several people uh, that have been involved with the Rebel Rally. I'm assuming all the women that we're talking tonight were—they're—they're uh, they're here because of uh, you inviting them. I don't think they found us by by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some absolutely. some great information. So, but uh, tell people how they can uh, uh, how they can follow you and how people can get a hold of you. Uh, so I am Discover Four by Four Adventures. Um, you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, um, TikTok. Uh, actually, my husband does a TikTok, but um, hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll be there together. Um, our email is Discover Four by Four Adventure at Gmail dot com. So, have you ever said, why are you still on the TikTok? Come over here. Do something with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. He's actually, he's, he actually makes money at his TikToks now. So, I'll, oh, I'll let him play around. I hate that. him already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Carrie, I want to thank you very much for being here with us. Uh, love having you on. This is a, a, a third time for you. And thank you for thinking so much of us to, to be here and be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I I just want to get the rebel out there. It's a, such a great platform. So, um, yeah, when your roundtable popped up, I was like, you know what? We're going to do it. <laughs> and, and, and great timing because we got one uh, just starting. So, uh, th- well, there's going to be, I'm sure, several people out there that are going to find out about this and go to rebelrally.com and uh, follow along uh, some of these teams of uh, the individuals that we were talking to tonight. So, uh, really fun. There's a, And this sounds like more like the off-road racing that I like, not the, the balls-to-the-wall stuff. Uh, f- forgive the male reference there, but there, <laughs> so many of these things are male-oriented. Uh, so, uh, I think this will be really good and uh, give people a different uh, uh, perspective of off-roading. Yeah, it, it is a really good experience. Well, thank you again, Carrie, for being with us. So that's it for this show. We really appreciate you being here. And if uh, if you don't already know, like I said at the at the top of the episode, but uh, I'll remind you that uh, we do this every Tuesday at uh, eight p.m. Central Time. Uh, the the Zoom meeting usually gets started at about seven thirty p.m. So you can kind of you know get get in here, chat with people, and that's kind of the fun about the Zoom meeting because you can chat with everybody in the room uh, before the uh, before the uh, the show starts, and uh, then uh, be part of the show after it starts. So just uh, go to jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, slash uh, contact and you can scroll down through there you'll see where you can sign up for our newsletter well and you know it's just we send we send one email out a week we don't send out your information to anybody uh, it's just a wave of us noti- being able to notify you how to get on to the, uh, the Zoom meeting. And I'll tell you a secret. We made it really simple. It's jeeptalkshow.com slash roundtable. And then the, the password is a super secret encrypted uh, word of Jeep. So we make it really easy to get on here and have fun with uh, the rest of people. So if you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you here. Uh, you don't have to have a special invite. Just show up and enjoy yourself. So until next week, we will see you again on our next roundtable. Podcasting since 2010.